Welcome to the Real Sisters of Sobriety. We're real sisters and we're real sober. Hosted by the creator and founder of No Booze Babes, Shay Gomez, and her sober sister, Sydney. Let's get real, babes. Hello, you incredible babes. How you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us and tuning into this episode of The Real Sisters of Sobriety. I'm the older sister, Shay. I'm the younger sister, Sydney. And we are so excited because this episode is a special one. We think it's special because we think you're special. And these questions and topics have come straight from you babes. So if you follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, make sure you do. We always ask you every week when a new episode comes out, what you want to hear next, what topics you want us to dive into, what questions you want answered. So we got you, babes. Also, always know that you can email us at therealsistersofsobriety at gmail.com. All right, shall we get to it? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so just so you know, like what's coming, what's happening, what we're answering. These are your topics and questions and let's get to it. So Sid, I'll tell us, you know, what's going on first. So you babes asked how to stay sober while your partner drinks, how to say no at special events, bachelorette parties, wine tasting in Napa, et cetera, how to deal with the you've changed syndrome, tips for building a real life sober community, why you love being hangover free. Have you had a relapse? And of course, last straw. So one of you babes asked, did you have a last straw story that made you finally stop drinking? And I think we know that we definitely have those stories. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get to it, babes. Let's talk a little bit about saying no at special events. Um, So, you know, I think the hard thing about special events, and I know we've talked about open bars before, that that can be a thing when it comes to weddings or holiday parties. Um, As you know, open bars are not our friends. No, they're not. I feel like every time you go into like an open bar, you just guzzle it all down. I don't know why. And it even feels like pressure going into any holiday because I feel like you have to change your mindset Mm because before you'd be like, oh, I would order this. I would do this. But now you have to set yourself up for success. Like personally, and I know you do it too. We bring our own non-alcoholics so we could join the party as well. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this babe in particular was talking about like bachelorettes, wine tasting. And I think that can be a super, just a tricky situation to be put into. I think a lot of like bachelorette parties, obviously it's like drinking, bar hopping, pre-gaming, all this stuff. And I actually have a bachelorette party coming up next year for one of my best friends. And so we're staying at a house And I've already thought about, and maybe this is so weird, but I think as no booze babes, you want to just set yourself up for success. Like you talked about Sid. And I'm thinking about like sending non-alcoholics to the house. Is that weird? No, you definitely should. Yeah. I want to like have some non-alcoholic wines, all that stuff. So obviously I don't have to lug it on a plane Mm -hmm. because that would get flagged real quick. They would be searching my bags (laughs) and they'd find some really good bevs. But um, I think just like sending it to the house and just having you know, my own thing that I can cheers with so that there's no temptation there. I think I'm kind of at the point in my journey though, that I don't really have the temptation. Mm -hmm. Um, like I don't want alcohol and I don't want what it does to me. So, um, yeah, I think that something like that, whether it's bringing your own booze-free bevs, club sodas, kombuchas, whether it's sending that ahead, um, 
I think that's great. If you're staying at like a hotel or a resort or something, you can always order mocktails. Um, but yeah, just setting yourself up for success. How would you deal with like wine tasting, Sid? Cause I think that can be tricky because obviously they don't usually have non-alcoholic wines at <laughs> vineyards. Yeah. I'd probably honestly have to like bring a backpack and bring my own and then ask them prior, be like, Hey, like, is it okay? Like I don't drink. Is it okay if I just have my own on the side? Cause you always want to feel like you're part of the group as well. Yeah. I think also a thing about wine tasting is a lot of the times they'll have pairing options too. Like you can have a cheese board or mm-hmm. this or that, or they have like a lunch place. Um, so maybe even you could enjoy trying some of those like fun cheese plates and all of those things. And, um, I think also if you're feeling like, okay, I might have a weak moment during this kind of just like reaching out to a sober friend, reaching out to us, um, or just giving yourself a little pep talk and just reminding yourself why you're on this journey, why you started, um, everyone's different and, um, just set yourself up for success the best that you can and just be kind to yourself too. And also think of the great times that you're going to have and actually remember that's Mm. so huge. And like, you're actually going to remember eating the cheese plate and stuff. Like I know when I was drunk, like food was trickling out of my mouth and like, it was (laughs) was not a pretty sight over my dress. I'm like, Oh, I guess I had El Poy Loco last night. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like wake up in bed with like miscellaneous rice just in my covers. Oh god! So you won't have to deal with any of that. How awesome is that? And I think what you said before, like reaching out to a sober friend or something would really help because I think in the situation you feel really alone and to be able to go on your phone and be able to connect with someone that understands it could be like, you got this, like you're Mm -hmm. fine. Like keep drinking. You're not alcoholic. Like, you know, someone that could cheer you on through it is really important. Yeah. I think also if you're wine tasting, um, even if like they pour you a seltzer in a wine glass, you can still kind of have that clinking cheersing moment. Um, but of course staying strong in your sobriety and, um, Also, you know, confiding in a friend, like, especially if you're going to a bachelorette, obviously the bachelorette is like one of your good friends. That's why Mm -hmm. you're on that trip. So, um, you know, just having the support of your friend or just being like, Hey, if, if this is kind of uncharted territory for you, or you're like, you know, not like, Hey, I'm sober to everyone. Like you, you know, you keep that to yourself if you need to and do what you got to do, but, um, maybe confiding in someone that's also at the party might be, you know, make you feel a little bit less alone. Um, and you could always just say like, you know, oh, I'm just taking a break or like, oh no, like I don't mix with wine. You know, you can always have those things to kind of like protect yourself and just, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stay strong and, you know, achieve your goal of, you know, whether it's being boost free, whether it's taking a break, whatever it may be anyway. All right. Should we move on to the next? Yes. Okay. So how do you deal with the you've changed syndrome? A lot of people say like, oh, you've changed because you're sober. You're not that party girl that you once were. I actually recently did a post on No Booze Babes about this um, because honestly, and this is just me and said, you can totally speak to, you know, whatever you think. But when people say you've changed, I think at the beginning when I wasn't as confident in my sobriety, um, I was kind of like, oh, my God, like, am I not fun? Am I boring? Am I this? You know, you fall into that trap of thinking that booze, it makes you all of these positive things. It Mm -hmm. makes you fun and free and a good dancer. Like it's all a lie, but you, you believe it in your head so strongly. Um, but then, you know, as, as the journey goes on, um, when people say you've changed, I look at it as a positive because the fact that like I am doing all this inner work and, you know, cutting this 
poison out of my life and people are actually noticing an outward change. I think that's so great. It just kind of shows me like, okay, keep going. Like something is working, you know, it's like I'm working on my insides and it's showing outwardly as well. Yeah. How do you feel about the you've changed syndrome? Um, I personally haven't like really gotten the you've changed or anything. I've had a lot of supportive friends, but I've also have some friends that just don't talk about it. And I feel different around them. And I know they feel different around me and stuff because I don't get invited places. Or if I do, it just doesn't feel the same. So I know they kind of have a different outlook on me. And I feel like sometimes that's hard, but then at the end of the day, you go home and you're like, wow, I feel so amazing. And I feel like a hundred percent myself that it doesn't even matter. Like what this person thinks. I think the most genuine people that are looking out for you will be with you through this journey and be cheering you on through it. So the people that are questioning you or making you feel any less than don't want the best for you. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I feel like I noticed what friends I like only hung out with and drank with. And, um, you know, of course it doesn't make me love them any less, but you kind of realize like, Oh shit, are we even talking about like deep stuff? Like, am I confiding in them about things in my life? Um, you kind of realize who your true friends are and who is going to lift you up and support you no matter what. Mm. And I know like we've talked about this before and you've said this actually so well. Um, you've compared, you know, when you were like drunk and throwing up and your friends holding your hair back and then, um, you know, you got sober and then it's a different kind of support. Yeah. Um, you're like, well, if you can support me then when I'm like throwing up in the toilet, like, can you support me living my best life? Like mm-hmm. you would think they want like the best friend and the best version of you because they love you. That's the important thing. They don't love like, Oh, you drink and this, 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 like your drunk alter ego. They love you at the end of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day. Okay. So tips for building a real life sober community. Okay. Well, this is a huge reason why I created no booze babes because There are so many babes all over the world, whether they're sober curious, they're sober, they're mindful drinkers, they want to cut back on um, booze. Um, You know, this community is out there. And I think I found it a lot on Instagram. And that's why I wanted to create No Booze Babes so that people could get support and, you know, have a reminder that they're not alone and know that, you know, kind of normalize sobriety. Yeah. I think a lot of people in this day and age are always on their phones. They're always like seeing stuff on Instagram and to be able to like have your feed be a bunch of sobriety stuff or stuff that you relate to. And that's going to help you, I think is super helpful. Even like you get like a little laugh out and be like, Oh, I've been there or stuff like that. It's nice to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is obviously once, you know, COVID and everything passes, like I really want to do meetups Mm -hmm. and events because I want, you know, babes from all over the world to be able to connect because it is such a special Thing. And it really is kind of like a special bond that you, you know, you've been there, you've drank that and you kind of just have this immediate connection. Um, so a lot of the sober accounts I follow do meetups or they do zoom meetings or, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity for that. So, um, I think following different pages, um, even just Googling like sober meetups near me or sober events, I think mm-hmm. that can be super beneficial as well for building that community, um, in real life. Okay. Sid, why do you love being hangover free? Oh my God. There's so many reasons. 
I get to wake up and enjoy my coffee instead of like struggling to find something to eat or, oh my God, it's just so relieving, like, especially going out and being sober, obviously, and then waking up and you're like, wow, I got to enjoy the whole night and then be myself the next day as well. I love being hangover free. It's like, especially on weekends. Amazing. It's the best. You actually like remember the weekend and you actually enjoy it. Yeah. And you can start your morning whenever you want. Yeah. You can wake up early and do a workout. You can sleep in if you want to. You're like, you have a choice instead of being like, oh, I'm woken up because so hungover. I need to grab the water. Like you get to enjoy every moment of it. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think my body is so much happier. I didn't realize, I mean, how much alcohol was really affecting. Like I had brain fog and I just felt like weak the next day. And mm-hmm. sometimes my hangovers would last like three days. Um, so I just like, couldn't be fully present and like fully alive and thriving in my life, in my friendships, in my job. And I know we've touched on a lot of those different topics. Um, but being hangover free is seriously the best thing ever. Um, and the fact that I know that I'll never have a hangover again, like Matt and I were just in New York, um, and we were just walking the streets and the birds were chirping and the leaves are changing. And it was just like crisp. And I don't know, I just turned him and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't had hangover in over a year. I'm so thrilled. I think being back in New York reminded me of so many nights of like me being hung over on the subway being like, Oh my God, does everyone know that I'm hung over? You yeah. feel like everyone in the world knows when yeah. like, <laughs> and like everyone judging you. But. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I remember I couldn't even enjoy the beautiful days because I was feeling like shit inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just such freedom. I think it's true freedom, um, to be yourself, to feel like yourself all the time and to just live in the moment and be clear. Everything's like crystal clear. Honestly, I feel like music's more beautiful. Colors are more vibrant. Yeah, like, you hear the birds in the morning. Yes, your senses Instead are just Instead of like, being like, I feel like when you're hungover, I was like, shut up. <laughs> but now I'm like, good morning. You're like, you're just like Cinderella. I'm like so happy. I like open the window. I'm like, yes, the birds are chirping. Oh, there's so much to be happy about when it comes to being hangover free. Yes, there is. All right. The next question that comes from one of you babes is, have you had a relapse? Um, She said she doesn't have the temptation, but she's terrified that she will. I think everyone's terrified. I mean, I know me and Shay have had nightmares about it. And I wake up, I'm like, did I do that? And then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Thank goodness. But I personally have not had a relapse. Um, It is terrifying because those nightmares feel so real. And even in the nightmares, I've literally had like, I, one, one of them, I had a beer and I was like, why did I do this? I was like, I'm almost at a year of my sobriety and I just threw it all away. That's in my nightmare. And then I wake up and I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. I wake up in like full sweats from those drinking nightmares. I have to like, think about what I did last night. And I was like, Oh, I was at work. What? I didn't do anything. You know, what's so weird about my drinking nightmares is I'm not actually physically drinking in them. All of a sudden I just know that I'm drunk and I'm like, how did this happen? Mine's always like, for some reason, I don't know why my brain does this, but it's my hand with the drink. And that's like all I can see. Like a movie where it's like a close up. (laughs) I have those nightmares and I have like my vegan nightmares. So between those two, I'm like, ah, well, do you have any happy dreams? (laughs) Hangover three happy dreams. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I personally have not had a relapse or a slip up. Um, 
But also I just want to remind you, babes, if you have had a slip up, um, please be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like we are all human. We are all figuring this out. And it does not mean that you've ruined everything and that, and also don't use it as an excuse to like, Oh, cool. I fucked up. I'm just going to keep drinking. Yeah. Because let me tell you, you're not, it's not going to make you feel any better. I promise. But also know that you have support. Um, and that, you know, we've been there and everyone has those moments of, you know, I wouldn't say moments of weakness. Like we're just human or trying our best. And Mm -hmm. so just give yourself some grace and be kind to yourself. And you know, every day is a new day. Okay. So we have like two more topics slash questions that we're going to get to. This one, I feel like it's going to be aimed towards me, but you can definitely chime in. So we had a babe ask about staying sober while your partner drinks. I feel like you can probably attest to this. I don't know. You can probably, I have like a little, but I feel like it's more of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing is every relationship is different. Every partnership is different. Um, personally, when it comes to me and my boyfriend, he does drink, but he's never been a big drinker. Like I was always the messy one. Um, I was just always the one who was heavily drinking. Did I do that? Uh, (laughs) we always say that in our family. Um, shout out to Urkel. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I was always the one over drinking. I was always the one who was like probably drinking more of the bottle of wine that we opened together. Um, so I think staying sober while your partner drinks, I think just reminding yourself that you're doing this for you. Um, like I chose to get sober for myself and nobody else. And although, you know, seeing someone drink maybe in the beginning was like, oh, like I want that. Or like, why can't I just have one drink and be okay? Like, look at all these people that can do this. Just reminding myself, like, this is a goal that I have. This is something I am doing. It, this is a gift to myself. Um, I think just reminding myself that really helps. Um, I don't know. I just, well, what else do you, you feel like when your boyfriend drinks, do you feel weird about it? Or do you just, are you like, oh, it's okay because he's never been a big drinker? Or yeah. how do you feel about it? I mean, it? that's the thing is like, he's never been a big drinker. I've hardly ever seen him drunk or hungover. I was always the one who was the drunk and hungover one in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so never been like a question been, for you. No, seeing him with a drink never makes me feel like I want to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been super supportive, which I feel very, very lucky. Yeah, about. he's always drinking, trying all the non-alcoholics with us. Yeah, and the cool thing is too, is like, yeah, he will have like, a regular drink and then switch to a non-alcoholic. And he kind of has that like balance. And I think definitely since I got sober, his drinking has subsided, but again, he has never been a big drinker. So, um, I think just reminding yourself that you're doing this for you and, um, nobody else, this is something that's special for you. And how many times can I say that? But seriously, like <laughs> this is for you. This is for you, babe. Don't let anyone get in your way. Not even your partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. All right. So this next question is a really good one. I feel like we could have a whole topic on this. Did you have a last straw story that made you finally stop drinking? Ouch. <laughs> it hurts me to even think about. <laughs> um, did I go first or do you want to go first? Um, <laughs> I guess I can go first. I don't even know how to even. I kind of had a few last straws, I guess. Um, Maybe a year and a half ago, I got a DUI. And after that, I was like, I don't want to drink. I don't want to do this. But then I kept drinking after that. Maybe for like, I think five months I kept drinking. Um, 
but it was the kind of drinking that I was just not happy. And I feel like I was trying to deal with the DUI in a bad way. And then one night I went out and I was with my girls, I was drinking and I only had a few drinks and I was with like a random group of guys and I got roofied that night. And thank goodness one of my friends like um, only had a few drinks. So she was able to drive me home and stuff. But for three days, I was not myself. I was like in the bath, like throwing up and like shaking. And I don't know, it was like a whole other feeling. It was awful. Like for three days, I had a call out of work because it was like whatever it was, was like coming out of me. It just, and I, those whole three days, I was just like, why did I put myself in a situation that I wasn't in control? Like, why am I letting other people do stuff that I can't even see because I'm not seeing the night clearly? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then after that, I mean, Shay was also sober at the time and was like always preaching and stuff. And I was like, okay, I know. I was like, I can do that. I was like feeling so low that I needed that. Like little did you know, I really needed you to be preaching all of this because I was feeling so awful and so bad about myself and stuff to be in that situation. And then after that, I was like, I'm done. Wow. It's crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like sobriety was like the light at the end of your tunnel because yeah. I mean, it makes me so sad that like, obviously I remember the DUI and everything that came along with that. And I, you're still, still having to deal with that mm-hmm. shit. So, um, also I'm just proud of you for sharing that. I mean, we Thank said you. we'll always keep it real and, um, here we are. Yes. I do have a um, breathalyzer in my car. Yeah. We could, we, we could talk all about that. So remember, <laughs> give us your questions and topics. Yes. Um, but it's so, ter- that's so terrifying. I mean, alcohol already makes you feel out of control. And the fact that someone took advantage of that, like that is mm-hmm. so sickening and frightening and um I'm just so proud of you for I mean you're almost at a year Sid. I know how nuts is that it's crazy oh my god I know I look back at that person I'm like that's not even who I am anymore like I am so not the type of person to not be in control yeah I'm so proud of you thank you I love you let's hear about your last night oh dun, dun, dun. Well, <laughs> I feel like okay so my last straw I had many last straws as well mm-hmm. I would wake up in people's beds. I would have drunk sex that I didn't want to have and just be irresponsible. And I should have taken those as like red flags, but I just didn't even know it was an option to stop really. Um, but my big last straw was at a wedding, um, open bar situation. Um, so it was a wedding of a girl that I went to high school with. And, um, I was super anxious because seeing people from high school, when you're out of college and all these things. You want to look at your best. You want to be like, yes, I'm thriving. I'm doing this. Um, yeah, there's a lot was, of pressure. Yeah. I was super self-conscious. So I actually started drinking as I was getting ready. I was like drinking rosé and pre-gaming is just not the way it is mm-hmm. not. It, it was just not, not great. Um, and I just felt so self-conscious. I was doing my own hair and makeup and I just didn't feel good about how I looked, how I felt. I was so anxious. So of course, I would just, I just drowned my anxiety. I added fuel to the fire by Mm -hmm. like drinking alcohol. Um, and then we went there and we had a drink throughout the ceremony and I was at that open bar like all night. And once we sat down, I was constantly looking at my wine glass, like, 
are they going to refill it? Are they going to come back? Like, are they going to have the white wine that I want? Like I couldn't even enjoy that wedding because I was so consumed with the thoughts of alcohol, um, which is just like so, so bad. Um, anyway, so pretty much long story short is I took full advantage of the open bar. I totally blacked out. Um, then of course I went to the after party, which also was not a good idea. I think like my boyfriend was trying to get me to go home and being like, Hey, let's go home. And I was like, no, you're ruining my fun. Like being obnoxious mm. and going to the other girls I went to high school with and being like, Oh, he wants us to leave. And they're like, no, don't leave. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't even remember doing any of this. Um, at all. But, um, you know, and then of course at the after party, I took advantage of that bar as well. It was not open, but I still took advantage. Um, and I was like falling all over the place and slipping and, um, and then I like, I guess I called myself an Uber. I don't know if someone said something and it rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know if I was bugged. I have no idea. So I weirdly called myself an Uber when I could have just gone home with my boy. Like it, nothing made sense for through the night. Yeah, like, like, I don't know why I took each action that I did, but in your drunk mind, nothing is like real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just like, everything's heightened too. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I ended up doing that. I ended up like laying, um, in the shower and, um, uh, my boyfriend had like helped me get out and I was like slipping and I was a mess. And then I ended up crying hysterically all night long, like, <laughs> like really uh. big cries. And I was just so emotional and just drunk and a mess. And anyway, obviously I was very hungover and very sick the next day. And you know, that's not even like probably my worst story. That was just the last straw for me Yeah, because I had had so many of those nights. I for so long wanted to cut alcohol out of my life and also being in a relationship that I, you know, I want to marry my boyfriend and I don't, I don't want to tarnish that at all. I don't want to lose him by me acting irresponsibly when it's something that I can control, I can mm -hmm. control what I'm consuming. And, you know, I kind of just had like a light bulb moment where I'm like, okay, like maybe I'll try to stop. I actually like a day or two later, um, had one sip of a beer and I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't know if it was like my body was just like, nah, -uh, nope. Yeah. I had one sip and I was like, I can't do this. I just can't do this to myself anymore. Um, so anyway, I ended up having a breakdown to one of my friends that went to AA and he was so great about, you know, showing, oh, you know, 90, 90 days sober and, you know, showing on social media um, that he was sober and proud of it. And that gave me the courage to reach out for help. Um, that's really what my final straw was. And I, um, here we are now, I guess. Damn, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of crazy, but. And the thing is, babes too, you don't have to have a last straw. You don't mm -hmm. have to have a rock bottom to stop drinking. If you're questioning your relationship with alcohol and you want to take a break or you want to take a, a break for the rest of your life, like you have the permission to do so. Give yourself that permission if that is what you desire. Because for so long, we, I think we toyed with the idea and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think honestly being booze free is the best gift I've ever given myself. Same. Ugh. Anyway, babes, thank you so much for all of your amazing questions and different topic ideas. Please always feel free to reach out to us. DM us on Instagram. Also feel free to email us at the real sisters of sobriety at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And like we said, we will always keep it real. I'm Shay. I'm Sydney. Keep it real, babes. <laughs>